All right, y'all. Arya Masudi and Brett Nevitt joining you here, uh, doing a little instant react pod. Uh, this won't be edited. Uh, won't be any music or uh, any ads or anything like that or interviews. Um, Brett and I just uh, thought about doing this when we were planning the show in the preseason that, yeah, there would be some times where we did an instant react pod, whether good or bad, like it was today. Uh, Florida State did not play well. They lost to UNF 7-4, to second straight opening day loss for Florida State last year against Niagara. Um, it was a little bit different, though, a year ago than it was today, but some things actually looked pretty similar in a lot of ways. Brett and I have always promised to keep it real with you. We praise the team when we have to, and uh, when we need to, we also kind of talk about reality, and we talk about what actually happened on the field, and Florida State uh, ranked anywhere from 9th to 24th. Didn't really look like a top 25 team uh, on this day. Some of that has to be given, uh, the credit has to be given to UNF. 7-4 to four win for the Ospreys. That is a huge win for Tim Parenton. Um, UNF actually got on the bus this morning and showed up with their uniforms already on about a two-and-a-half-hour bus ride from the St. John's uh, Town Center area in Jacksonville. Uh, they're near the beach over there, about 15 minutes or so. So UNF, they come in. Brett, you know, uh, we're going to keep it, we're going to keep it fair, right? Like there are moments and there are things that we were not happy with, but there was also some positives from this and there are, okay, there are millions of reasons as to why you shouldn't freak out. I mean, it's first off, it's baseball. Second off, uh, it's baseball. Third off, Brett, any ideas? What I'm about it's to say? baseball. Thank you. Um, but you know, we felt that you guys would want to listen to something here, um, right after a, a tough loss and one where I'm sure, look, Brett, we've been waiting for this day for a long time. So I understand it stings maybe a little bit more, um, to kind of have a sour note with the loss, but what are your overall impressions of game one? Yeah, I just thought it was sloppy all around kind of in every single phase. And, you know, meat said after the game, you know, he just said, we stunk in every single facet of the game. Um, you know, he was quite, quite displeased, and it's hard not to agree with him with how today went. Um, you know, it felt somewhat like last year where Florida State was just, you know, too high on their adrenaline and just were trying to do too much at times and just let the game get away from them, sort of. Um, you know, I don't think I – ex- I did not expect what happened with Parker Messick, um, but I also don't think that's something that is going to be a theme of the season. I don't think that's something that is going to roll over very much. Um, so to see how these guys respond, um, you know, in the upcoming games, especially tomorrow, especially when you got an early game tomorrow is going to be really interesting to me. Yeah. And, um, you know, Brett was there covering for Tomahawk Nation. I actually was able to call it today uh, on the TV side of things. So we both got up an up close and personal look at this game. And um, something that, you know, I've always subscribed to is that you want to listen to the postgame press conference um, and listen to the coach. Um, 11, not the same as meat. Whereas eleven would kind of filibuster and and kind of give you that old uh, the old you know PC lines and it was coach speak all the time. Uh, Meets a little bit more honest, I think you can tell in his in his pressers, and he has been now for two years. So uh, I like to listen to Meet and whatever tone he takes on the game, I usually try and match that and be as fair as I can in it. But let's dive into the stats um, because those are important. Uh, seven runs, 11 hits for UNF, four runs, eight hits for Florida State. Here's the kicker. Uh, zero errors for the Ospreys, two for Florida State. And um, again, if, if you've heard this story before, defense was not good. Uh, base running was worse. Um, yeah, we've been here before, right? Like this has been, these have been things that have been fairly criticized um, for Florida State uh, over 
decades of baseball. So um, it was disappointing, I think, today for me as we're listing some of the bad. Um, we'll do that because then we'll do the good as well because there were some. Um, there were some critical moments where the base running let you down because I know you and I talked as we were walking to the car, actually, uh, to our cars in the parking lot, and we both thought Florida State was going to win the game. Like there was, you know, UNF puts up the sixth spot in the third. FSU comes right back, Matt Nelson, big three-run homer. Knowles pick one up right after that in the fourth. And you're thinking, all right, we're in the fourth inning. It's a two-run ball game. Florida State will find a way. Um, And then you had a big error by Vince Smith in the seventh that allowed a run to score with two outs. And then you had multiple base running issues as the Knowles that got runners on, right? Like FSU had guys on base a lot of innings down the stretch there. And they just could not capitalize. And there were some back-breaking moments. Yeah, I thought the fifth inning double play um, with Reese, Reese Albert at the plate and you had um, two runners on and no outs. I felt, <clears throat> excuse me, that that was one of the bigger moments in the game. Um, you know, you have fifth, seventh, eighth, ninth innings, even the fourth inning when they did score, all had opportunities to really cut into or really even take a lead. Um, you know, seventh inning, <coughs> sorry, you got um, Tyler Martins on first base and just gets picked off. Um, to me, it just looked like even when he was taking his lead, kind of just – got just sort of lost himself and he just got picked off and that really killed the whole inning right there um and then you got eighth inning you have first and second um I want to say there were no outs to begin with and then there was a strikeout and then Lacey got picked off and then that inning was just dead and that inning died right there too you know ninth inning you go bases loaded no outs and you, you just do nothing so I mean for me the biggest theme last year was that Florida State is not willing to make productive outs. It's just they don't really – a lot of these hitters don't change how they swing. They don't change um, their kind of approach of how they're going to do it. You know, they don't look to, you know, just hit a ground ball and move the guy over. But, you know, I think if this continues to be a theme rolled over from last year that you might see me really just start to say, you know what, if you guys aren't going to do it, if you aren't going to make productive outs, we're, we're going to start – we're going to start button. We're going to start running, guys. We, I mean, they just can't – you can't just sit there and strike out over and over again and just waste opportunities. I just, it's just – that's not something you can do. Yeah, Meat in the postgame said the focus and the consistency, just we've got to work on that. And, you know, I think, Brett, you and I talked about – I saw some, you know, some talk on social media about Florida State's being flat or they're not playing with energy. I don't think that that's necessarily the case. The Knowles, I thought – played hard like they they look like they cared to be there it was opening day of course they're going to care to be there it's been a long time since anyone's played baseball but the focus I do think was lacking at times like there was moments where I'm not sure anyone in Florida State thought they were going to lose the game they probably thought hey the next guy is going to pick it up and just inconsistent at bats and what maybe was the most disappointing to me it was who it was from um when you're two through five I think go let's see two for 15. Two for 15, nine strikeouts? Mm, that's not going to win you many ball games. I don't really care who you're playing because UNF, probably one of the, the worst teams on FSU schedule, probably accurate. We'll see how, how that, that club does. But when you get to ACC play, those are the guys you count on. And these were guys that we saw have really, really good off seasons. Matt Nelson had a really good off season. Had a nice day today, though, uh, at least a little bit on the at the plate. Did, did work a walk, did hit a big three-run homer that, you know, energized the crowd. Um, Robbie Martin, man, he'd been so good. And he did work a walk as well and had a base hit. But Dylan Simmons, you know, he did have the two walks, but his other outs were all strikeouts. And he was tearing the cover off the baseball. And Reese Albert, 0 for 4, one walk, two strikeouts. Like, 
Reese, I, I think, is going to be fine in the long run. Like, we all know what we can count on from Reese. But I think on opening day, you're hoping your All-American candidate doesn't go 0 for 4 and hit into a ground, you know, into a GDP, uh, a double play ball that kind of kills you there in the fifth. So we need to mention that this is one game, right? And we've, we've done that at the beginning. We are, are we overreacting? Yeah, probably. I mean, it's, it's what we, it's baseball. Like every, you have 50 games to, to over or underreact. And so after game one, I think, uh, it's really important for us to have some fair perspective. So, um, Brett, if there's anything else you want to add on the negative, go ahead, but let's flip this thing to the good and talk about some of the things that I, we were impressed with. Okay. Well, I have some few more negatives to go talk about. So I just think when people are saying, you know, this team kind of looks flat, to me it's kind of the opposite where, you know, it's it's almost too much energy. It's too much adrenaline where, you know, kind of for the second straight year that I talked about, they just get outside of themselves and try to do too much at the plate especially. You know, that's kind of what leads to a lot of the strikeouts. Um, you know, Meat was very disappointed, really angry about the approach today. Um, I felt like they were taking too many good pitches, but I also felt like they were swinging at too many bad pitches. It seemed like they were doing the exact opposite of what they want. What they want to do is swing at what you should swing at, take it what you should take. I felt like a lot of today just felt backwards. It felt like it just felt like a lot of guys were just getting outside themselves, swinging a lot of pitches outside above the zone. Um, you know, that's when you really start to see guys sort of just lose themselves. Um, you know, I will kind of give Reese and Robbie a pass today, um, just because I think you know. They had both their two. I think they both had two strikeouts against Roca, who I thought was really tough on lefties. Um, you know, I thought Roca, McKinley, I thought Wrights. I thought they all had really, really good stuff, especially Wrights when he came in in the ninth. And you know, he's throwing ninety, ninety-two from sidearm slot. It's I, not many people are going to hit that righty or lefty. Um, you know, you hope you put the ball in play, but it's just you know, I think there's there's a lot more on that staff than there was last year, and I think they're a lot more excited this year about they than they were last year. Um, you know, I thought Parker Messick disappointed, Jack Anderson disappointed, and Davis Hare disappointed. Um, to me, it seems like UNF's game plan was basically just to attack fastballs, and they were going to live and die by that. They were going to roll over on the change-ups. They were going to swing and miss on the sliders, but when they got the fastballs, they were going to do damage, and that's kind of what they did, um, you know, well, you know, first of all, I'd like to talk a little bit about how we have a ceremony going on mid-game when there is a lot of time before game, and you have your starting pitchers standing there for about five to ten minutes just watching a ceremony go on. I'm not saying that's the whole reason that Parker Messick did not do well today, but Parker Messick's slowest pitch of the day was an 88-mile-per-hour fastball, first pitch after a ceremony, and it gets it goes outside of the park. And then there's a double on the next hitter, and it's just... He just really couldn't recover after that. Um, you know, I felt like Parker, a big reason that he struggled today was just that he probably had a, a little bit too much adrenaline going. You know, he just left, left a lot of stuff over the middle of the plate and, and up in the zone. And, um, you know, they just kind of took advantage of that. I don't think it's something that's going to roll over. I think that as Parker settles into his role, he's going to start to hit those spots more. Um, you'll start to see him miss some more bats. Uh, those first two innings, I thought he was throwing the ball really well, and then he just kind of it just kind of all rolled up on him. I mean, that's just what happens when you're pitching sometimes. Jack Anderson didn't really do a very good job of limiting the damage when he came in for Parker. Um, a little bit of the reason that Parker's scoreline is as ugly as it looks. Um, you know, Jack just seemed to not have his fastball command at all today. And Jack is a pitcher like Connor Grady who will work off his off speed, and he's got to have his fastball so that he can go get swing and misses with his slider. And he just wasn't able to do that because he wasn't getting ahead of his fastball. Davis Hare, one walk and four hits in one inning, getting three outs. 
I mean, you just you just can't do that. Um, you know, he had one unearned run, but you know, just giving up, he just couldn't put guys away. He just couldn't get ahead of enough guys to put guys away. So it's just have. I mean, what is that? Four, six walks they had today as a staff. That's just too many for FSU. It can't happen. Um, they got to be more efficient. Um, they just got when they attack hitters, they'll be fine because they got good enough stuff to do it. But when any pitcher gets behind in counts consistently, um, you're going to struggle. Yeah, and I think uh, we've touched on the things that I think were irritating or um, were disappointing. Um, obviously, the defense, not great. Um, Tyler Martin wasn't able to squeeze a, a throw from Matt Nelson on a strikeout. Wasn't a great throw from Matt Nelson. Wasn't really an awful throw either. Um, it's a play I think Martin should be able to make. He just whiffed when he attempted to catch it. And then, uh, of course, uh, the error by Smith was was. I mean, it was hurt. it hurt. It gave an insurance run to UNF, and then the the base running. That's that's like the thing that to me is head scratching and and really annoying. Is running the bases like you should be able to do that? You should be able to read the game and be able to to make plays. And it's from older guys too, right? Like Haney, excuse me, uh, Lacey and uh, Reese, not on the same page on a ball that gets away from the catcher, not by fo- not much, you know? Like, the catcher does a good job of kind of spilling it and keeping it in front. Albert doesn't go to third. Lacey thinks Albert's going to go to third and gets way too far up the baseline, gets thrown out at first. Tyler Martin getting picked off. Um, these things ha- have happened, though, at Florida State for quite a few years. Like, and And you could say it's unfair to the program. It's not really unfair, though, because, I mean, it happens year after year after year. So that's definitely one of the things that Meat's going to have to fix. And when we talk about things that, you know, moving from 11 to Meat that you wanted more focus on, it was defense and it was base running, right? Like, I think the pitching is going to get better. We've hired a superstar of a pitching coach. I mean, Jimmy Bellinger is someone that's highly regarded by not just coach, not peer, peer coaches, but, you know, guys who cover the game and, and by scouts. People love um, Jimmy Bellinger. He is, he has a track record and his resume speaks for itself. So, um, it, and it speaks for what Florida state's already been able to do with him in a short time. The fielding has got to get better. You're not making Omaha when you field poorly. Um, and the base running has got to get better because once you get to Omaha, you're not going to win there, um, with bad base running as we've seen. So yeah, Brett, um, what do you want to add? I'll say just one thing that, you know, you kind of said that people win. um, when Meat was hired, that they kind of wanted him to focus more on defense and the base running. I will say that is two of the three things that they extremely emphasized this fall in spring. And that was why in press conference I kind of asked him, you know, how frustrating is it when you emphasize those things and the mistakes are there? And, you know, how, how do you fix it when that's already what you've been emphasizing? He kind of just said, you know, we're just going to keep hammering at it. I mean, we're going to do it until the guys do it right. So I think it's going to get fixed at some point. And it, it, the reasons it was messed up today was not because of a lack of going over that stuff. Um, I just think, once again, it's just guys getting out of, out of themselves and just, you know, going, going to do things that just, just let the game come to you instead. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Parker Messick, not great today, as you mentioned, but I think we know what to count on with Parker. I feel really good about what he's going to do this season for Florida State. And um, there were some moments in there I thought, you know, we're, we're really unfortunate for him. Um, just some of the singles that he gave up were not hard hit. The home run was not hard hit at all. I mean, it was, it got into a jet stream. It went straight up into the air. I mean, and someone took advantage of what would be an out in some other ballparks. So, um, yeah, I think we've hammered enough on the, on the things that were not, not good. Um, let's talk about some positives because there were some to be found. And, um, I, I'll lead off with, 
the bullpen's veterans, once again, um, the ones that we saw today, uh, Kwiatkowski and Haney, four innings combined, shutout baseball, uh, six strikeouts, one walk. Uh, Kwiatkowski looked particularly dominant. Um, and then Haney came in and got the double play ball that I think everyone, every time Chase Haney comes into a bases loaded situation or a double play situation, you're like, he's going to get the ball on the ground. He just knows how to do that. And, uh, Haney did that. Um, I know you were, you were annoyed with the ceremony of having it in the second and after the second inning, but it was good to see Haney, um, and 11 kind of get honored both, uh, 11 being honored with the Jersey retirement, um, Haney getting to wear number 11. That was cool to see, um, to see 11 and Carol back in the ballpark as well. Um, that was heartwarming to the, ova- the ovation that they got. And, uh, Haney did well. I mean, he's getting closer by the way to, uh, breaking the all time appearance record. I think he's going to do it this season. He should have done it last season if they had played. So, um, he's getting closer there and, uh, Brett, it's gotta be nice to have a couple of arms, you know, every time they come in, it's just going to go well. Yeah, that was just what me was talking about today, the luxury those guys provide for them, where it's kind of any situation, any given moment, um, you know, you can just go go check, just trust those guys, you know, go get outs. Um, I thought Clayton was dominant with his off speed. Um, lots of swing and misses on both his changeup and his curveball. Um, I didn't think Chase was his sharpest, but, you know, he got his job done when he needed to in that eighth inning, and he kept that game um, intact and gave Florida State still a chance to win. So, you know, those guys will be there all year doing the same thing. Um, you won't see many ups and downs from those types of guys. Yeah, another positive um, I thought was um, the Nelson home run. That was cool. Uh, I enjoyed watching. I enjoyed calling that. I enjoyed watching it as well. Um, and it came in a big moment. You know, Florida State needed something to kind of get back into it. And um, nice job by the Knowles in that inning of, of getting some guys on base. And then Matt Nelson took a pitch, um, I think it was middle in, and he didn't miss. And that's what you want to see from him. He's worked really hard this offseason. He is really focused. He has shown flashes of potential uh, in the past, you know, in his first two seasons. This year, he, he feels good about where he can, where he can go and, and being drafted most likely in the top five rounds um, of the MLB draft. So it was good to see him kind of have that moment. Yeah, and I just think that there's going to be a lot more of that this year. And, um, you know, he's always been a guy that kind of shows up in big moments. Um, you know, we've seen the plays at LSU. He, he hit well at, in some other big games. You know, Louisville put two up, posted two home runs in Louisville's freshman year. So he's always been a guy that steps up in those big moments. And, you know, he's a guy that you feel comfortable at the plate with runners on base. Um, you know, I'll add a positive. I thought my biggest positive from the day was Nander Desaitas. Um, you know, he didn't have any extra base hits last year, and he had a double in his first at-bat, and it was a frozen rope to the right center field gap um, to lead off an inning. And, you know, that's what leads to Nelly's home run. Um, you know, he another, had another single in his next at-bat, first pitch swinging. Um, I believe they had a hit and run on, but, you know, he just does his job and puts the ball in play, and, you know, it falls for a hit. Um, but I just – defensively today, and I thought Nander was very impressive, um, you know, not just on – not just on routine plays, which he looked extremely comfortable. But there were a couple plays in the hole where it was just like he got the ball and it was like he just threw an absolute bullet across the mat, across the field. Um, I think there was one, there was a chopper. Um, runner was almost at first base and all of a sudden it was like a freaking you're playing like the bigs on the Wii and you get like a turbo throw. It was just like the ball was flashed across the, uh, the field real quick. So just if Nander's consistent and he's as confident as he as confident as he looked today, that is a huge development for Florida State. Um, he totally raises the ceiling and the floor of Florida State if he plays consistently. The ceiling is the roof. 
Is, uh, Ceiling is through the roof. Is the uh, Michael? Well, I shouldn't say that. Michael after Jordan's day, uh, comment <laughs> that one day at UNC. Um, the ceiling is the floor. The ceiling. Yeah. Look. All right. So we do also need to, to give credit to Tyler Martin. I thought had a really nice game atop the uh, batting order. Two for two with uh, three walks. Did score a run. Had an RBI. He reached base in every plate appearance and. I mean, we said he like we said he was going to do this, right? Like well, we knew, like he was going to come and give you good at bats, and um, he he really sets the table at the top. Yeah, and he just kind of shows you what happens when you put the ball in play. I, I believe both his hits today were softly hit, but you know they drop. It's just when you put the ball in play, there's just so many more. There's so many better outcomes that are possible. Um, you know, Tyler just he just sees the ball really well. Um, a couple of his walks were like four pitch walks that weren't very competitive. But you know, his first at bats lead off the game was a really competitive, competitive at bat against a left handed pitcher that's tough on lefties. So he just spins, sees the sees the ball as well as anybody. And you know, this is kind of what he's he's just going to be. You know, he's the guy that other teams are like. I mean, I just hate playing against this kid. I don't want to play against this kid. I don't want to pitch against this kid. You know, he's just he's just a little rug rat out there, and you can't get him out. Kind of. Um, you know, I'll say. Vince Smith did make that error, but I thought before that error, he was one of Florida State's best players on the field, especially for a freshman. I thought he looked comfortable at third base. It just looked to me that he rushed that one play. Um, you know, just a freshman mistake. Game speeds up on him a little bit. But, you know, that started that inning. He also had a nice play where he stole a hit away, stole a double away as well. So, it's, and I, you know, he got robbed of a homer as well right before that too. So I thought he put some nice um, swings on the ball today, and I thought he played comfortably at third base. So I thought... You know, there's still an error on that left side of the defense, but I thought it was a step forward from what we saw last year consistently. Yeah, I think, you know, if Smith has that ball go another two feet, you're talking about something completely different. It was a big moment in the game. You got to give the Maribel kid a lot of credit. Six foot four, was able to climb the wall. I mean, he used most of his frame. He jumped. Um, And uh, from your perspective, did that look like it was gone? Yeah, I thought it, I thought he pulled it back. It was in. close. It was really close. So yeah, um, when we were calling it on the air, we we couldn't tell a hundred percent whether that would have been off the top top of the wall or if it would go. But either way, big moment in the game. We have to give you enough credit. They made some really big time plays. They pitched when they needed to, and uh, they get the big win here um, this afternoon at uh, at Hauser. So it's like seven thirty Saturday right now, and um, we wanted to put this thing out there. Um, Brett, just to reiterate, it's just one game. It's Good news day. is Carson Montgomery makes his Florida State do- debut tomorrow. Yep, and that'll be 11 a.m. first pitch. Uh, doubleheader, 18 innings. It will be two nine-inning games, so stick around at the park all day. Someone please donate food to me. Yeah, they. Uh, I guess what, they didn't have press box food? Nope. Well, such is life. Tough life, man. COVID budget cuts. Um, so, yeah, uh, two games tomorrow. Um, whenever you hear this, um, we will be on, you know, ACC network extra again, uh, myself and Chip Baker. Um, and, uh, yeah, the good news is it's one game UCLA number two team in the country lost to San Francisco, um, at home to open the year on Friday night. So it happens. It's baseball. Um, Miami did beat Florida today in 13 innings. Um, someone asked me like, who are you rooting for? And I don't know, know what the hell Soli was doing. I really don't. I didn't know what I was rooting for. Yeah. Well, I didn't Sullivan get to watch left it. I just saw the closer in with six walks and one inning. So That's how I go sometimes, man. They'd please like don't that. complain about meat when that is happening. Right. So, all right, y'all, um, we're going to cut this one out. Hope you enjoyed it. Instant react. Let us know uh, how you feel. Um, you can email us, you can find us on Twitter and, uh, please subscribe to this pod, rate us five stars. Um, we're going to keep it real with you all year long. And, uh, have some great pods. Let's hope the Knowles can uh, win the weekend. Uh, you get two tomorrow, take the sweep and uh, move forward. Let's feel good about ourselves. All right. Aria, Brett, we'll talk to you soon.